0: All right, I'm gonna go in the intro now.
1: All right, hit it.
0: Thanks for listening to Hip Squared. I'm your co-host John Beecham, and I'm Troy Kramer, and this is American Fantastic's pop culture podcast celebrating everything from the mainstream to the independent, weird, old, and local. Troy, how's it going? It's been going well.
1: Um, normal day, normal week at work. Uh, normal. Class stuff, staying busy, yada, yada, yada,
0: all the stuff you heard before. Yeah, I know. It's a it's a hard life. Well, it's not really too hard. It's just, yeah, yeah. the grind. Mm-hmm. Although the weather has been fantastic Yeah, lately. it's been gorgeous here in Louisville. Kind of calm and balmy, and yeah, it just feels great. I mean, if you think about the fact that it's like this because of global climate
1: change, it makes you a little scared. <laughs>
0: but otherwise, yeah, the weather's fine. Yeah, I mean, who needs... The next generation, when this generation is just going to reap all of the rewards of uh, exactly slowly warming climate. Well, I had a (laughs) I had a strange dream last night that kind of relates to pop culture. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of like my brain pitched this TV series. (laughs) Okay, but as uh, in my dream, it was Louis C.K.'s idea, but it was (laughs) like a superhero TV show, kind of like I I imagine the superhero was Superman. Okay, and in this, and it would be like a comedy. Mm -hmm. Where Superman is the straight man, and everybody else is, like, really silly and cutting it up all the time.
1: Okay. So, like, is this where Superman's just, like, kind of running around fixing everyone's problems? He's like, God, these people are all idiots. Yeah. How are they screwing all this up?
0: Yeah, I, I can imagine it'd be something like that. Like, some kind of, like... Yeah, like, if he saved somebody, but then it would, there would be, like, some convoluted reason where it would, like, make the situation even worse. <laughs> like, maybe he would save somebody that was, like, trying to uh, burn down their house in an insurance scam or something. or <laughs> I don't know. But I, I think I could, like, yeah, we should. That, I sound, could, that sounds familiar. Like, I, oh, it's uh, from,
1: uh, did you ever watch The Incredibles? Yeah. So do you remember what happens at the very beginning? Is uh, Mr. Incredible jumps through a window, catches a guy and saves his life that was falling off a building. Mm -hmm. Well, like a few minutes later, you find out the guy was trying to commit suicide. And after this, after he saved him, he was horribly injured and crippled. I know. (laughs) So the guy was suing Mr. Incredible for saving him.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that sounds about like the kind of hard luck that would happen. Yeah, I, I can imagine like having like somebody like Patrick Warburton be Superman or like he wasn't the tick. So I can, you know, he's like a superhero pedigree, but...
1: I can see that. Yeah. There's the other... uh, Do you ever read Saturday Morning Breakfast Cereal?
0: No. It's a webcomic, right? It's a webcomic,
1: yes. It's fantastic. I love it. I keep up with it all the time. But um, there's one comic in particular I was thinking about this when you were talking about this, and it's when uh, Superman has saved someone, and they're like, thanks, Superman. And he's like, anything I can do to help? And they go, well, actually right now our energy, we're having kind of an energy crisis. So mm-hmm. for you to do the most help and to help the most people, here's this crank. Just turn this crank as fast as you can for as long as you can." Yeah. He's like, okay. So he does that for like 50 years and, <laughs> then, and then eventually like somebody comes down to him and goes, yeah, so actually you've been outdated. We have nuclear fusion now. And we don't need <laughs> you. So it's like old Superman. superhero like, has been made out of sleep.
0: It's pretty funny. There was um, a Tumblr that I saw, or no, it was a Twitter account that I saw yesterday that somebody, um kind of like, in terms of ser- superheroes and satire, and somebody made took old um, Captain America comics that have the Red Skull, who's like the super. Oh, and I saw
1: that. Yeah. And then
0: they substituted Donald Trump quotes in for the <laughs> Red Skull, like to make him sound really maniacal and villainous, <laughs> but it was pretty... Uh, I was like, wow, this is accurate. Yeah, so... Um, well, I guess I'll go first this week. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I watched a couple of good things last week. They are pretty diametrically opposed <laughs> okay. as far as like the kinds of um, energy they give off. Um, but the first one that I want to talk about is the more serious of the two. It's a movie called Hell or High Water. Uh, the name sounds familiar. Okay. So it is, um, I kind of would categorize it as a modern Western Modern Western. Yeah. All right. So it takes place in West Texas and um it kind of f- follows on this like idea of like outlaw country. Okay. So um it's almost like a more modern version of Robin Hood kind of. Okay. But um in the movie there's these two brothers. One is more of the straight shooting guy. He's like the one who's um he's divorced, but he's he's got a more conventional lifestyle. Okay, and he hooks up with his brother, mm-hmm. who um, is more of like the rough and tumble, like, like ex con the, character, the classic cowboy that you kind of think of. Yeah, exactly. He's he's the one that's more of like the outlaw, I guess you would say. But he's more in terms of like just causing trouble and like like uh, not for any like malicious purpose, but just like sort of a crazy goofball. Okay, um, and their mother is dying. Oh or has died, and uh, basically they're trying to save their farm from the bank. Okay. And the, where the Robin Hood, like, outlaw country comes in is they decide, like, since the bank is trying to take away their farm, what they're going to do is they're going to rob, like, all these different branches of this bank. Oh, okay. And so- basically steal the money that they need to pay to, to pay the bank back to, to save the bank. Oh, okay. To save the farm. To save the farm, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that is outlaw country. I I mean, I can get the
1: rough and rowdy guy. Did the rough and rowdy guy convince his brother to get into this? Kind of.
0: It it sort of like throws you into the premise sort of uh, at the very beginning. Like there Mm -hmm. is they're already starting like Rob Banks in the first scene. But then you kind of like it slowly uncovers this. Mm -hmm. But I think it's more of like, um, yeah, it's like out of part of it is out of desperation. And I think part Mm -hmm. of it, too, is like. He lets his uh, the the one who's like the more conventional brother lets his other brother like, kind of talk him into it a little bit.
1: Okay, so it sounds like it's a uh, oh.
0: yeah, it sounds like more of an action movie than anything. It is. It's it's got um, action parts in it, and like definitely there are some like shootout moments. Okay, but then there's also kind of a lot of um, I don't know, like like men bonding and like. Kind of um trying to find the best way through life together. So there's or, some good storytelling yeah. in it. It's not just it's not just a shoot 'em yeah, up. Yeah, it's not just a shoot 'em up, but um the Chris Pine and Ben Foster play the two brothers. Okay. And um Chris Pine is the one who's like the more straight and narrow guy. He's hmm. but he's got more of like, I don't know. Like the, he, it looks very country western, like the way mm-hmm. like they all have like facial hair, and um. So this is an old. So this is a newer movie. It's very new. Oh, it's, it is. Uh, yeah, I think. And then Jeff Bridges plays the sheriff, who's. It's kind of interesting because like a lot of these crime movies, it's like the criminals like one last job. Mm-hmm. Well, this is like kind of like Jeff Bridges' like one last job as oh, the sheriff, okay. and so he like takes it on himself, he and his partner to go after these two. To get these brothers. Yeah, and uh, then there's kind of, like, this final showdown sort of situation, but... I do like Jeff Bridges. Yeah, and he he plays the sheriff really well. He's kind of, like, this curmudgeon-y older man, but he's, like, very, um... And, like, he doesn't take his job too seriously. hmm And so there's a lot of moments of, like, levity between him and his partner.
1: Yeah, I think that's the classic sheriff motif. Like, if you're gonna have a sheriff that you want people to like, mm-hmm. you have to make sure that they're, like, you know... Not jerks the whole time or not super serious about everything and making jokes. Yeah. It's the same in, oh, there have been other ones. Um I was
0: gonna say Blazing Saddles, but that's always a horrible example. <laughs> yeah, the sheriff in Blazing Saddles is pretty Yeah. <laughs> he's very he's very light and happy. He is very yeah. light and happy, yeah. But this This movie I think like balances like the serious moments. There is a little bit of humor in there. Okay. But um it's it's Jeff Bridges is really funny just like the way he inhabits his characters, mm-hmm. like he just kind of like takes on this voice and effect and sort of like transforms himself into this sheriff character, and I think that's why the movie's gotten like more attention, um, mm-hmm. relatively like to the kind of movie it is, is because I think they nominated him for like a supporting actor oh, okay. Oscar. Mm-hmm. There was like some kind of Oscar buzz around the movie, and that's how I found out about it.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, Jeff Bridges just kind of rolls in as the uh... I don't know. He always rolls in as the old laid back guy yeah. nowadays he used to be the young laid back guy mm-hmm. like back in the big Lebowski Well but...
0: I, yeah cuz that's that's the kind of the iconic role that I always think of uh Jeff Bridges in mm-hmm. but um he does a fairly good job in kind of like the action movie role mm-hmm. um he was really good in True Grit that was like another that western was, he was yeah. in the Coen brothers That was a really good one but I think like the thing the thing that I always I think it's hilarious. Is it when you see him on TV or being interviewed? Mm-hmm. He's way more of that like kind of like hippie, laid back oh, yeah. like grandpa persona. Uh huh. Just totally like doesn't seem to take anything very seriously. Mm-hmm. But when he's acting, I guess that's like the one time in his life where he like just puts all his energy and like takes it so seriously that you're like, mm. I don't know, like you can't even see him. You can only see the character anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah. He, when he's acting, he's he's
0: very good at. Yeah, acting. He can switch it on and off. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So I definitely recommend it. I think I thought it was a really good movie. It's also interesting too to kind of see like the political element go into it. And mm-hmm. I've I've noticed like in a lot of movies since the Great Recession that that's kind of like a motif as far as how do we get like how do we um, motivate these characters. To do bad things for good reasons, almost. Oh, okay. How
1: can how can we sympathize sympathize with our criminal? Yeah, like because like could,
0: yeah, like if they were just being greedy, robbing banks, you wouldn't have much sympathy for them. But since they're trying to save their family farm and um, because mama's dying. Yeah, his mom's. And the other the other one that I've seen that's got kind of a similar premise is um Sam Raimi's From Hell movie. Okay, I haven't seen that. It's a uh, hmm. it's about this woman who's a banker and she's cursed. Because um, she won't like give a loan extension to this really old woman. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and it's it's basically like if you want the promotion in the bank, like you have to be really hard. You know, like you uh, can't you can't be so flexible and soft and everything. And so like that mm-hmm. sort of sets up the premise for why there's like these horrible curse following her around. Hmm. So, I don't know. It's neat seeing that economic anxiety kind of like permeate movies and see how it affects like the art that gets created. It's like... Yeah. I guess it also
1: comes into the fact that like it affects so many people now. Yeah. It's not it's not just like, oh, I know this guy or I know this one person that's happened to It's uh, it's happening more and more all around and people are in economic strife
0: or... Yeah. It's like a more universal experience. And I guess, I mean, if you go back and like think about like the Great Depression and um, John Steinbeck and all these books, it's like it's something that's happened before like with like really mm-hmm. big economic cycles. But it's interesting to see how that affects art today. And it seems like to um I don't know if it's like liberal Hollywood, but it always <laughs> seems like like you never see a movie about Hollywood is always liberal. But yeah. go ahead. But I mean, <laughs> well you just you just never see the movie about like the high powered banking executive like <laughs> look at all these jobs. You know, like nobody ever like takes that character and, like makes it sympathetic. Like even when you think about like the Wolf on Wall Street, it's like they're always cast as the the, the villains are like it's mm-hmm. a very, you know or the
1: the they're the uh the beaten down, they're the ones that have like climbed their way up. Yeah.
0: So it's interesting that, to to kind of see that dynamic. Well, another mm-hmm. um one that I wanted to talk about, something else that I saw that's very um on the kind of like the other end of the spectrum mm-hmm. is um something that you can find on Netflix is called Michael Bolton's Big Sexy Valentine's Day special. <laughs> It's pretty. I know it's got a great title, but it does. Uh, um, it's a variety show, but it's kind of like a fake variety show, of course. Uh huh. And um, Scott Ackerman of Comedy Bang Bang, okay, and Akiva Schaefer of The Lonely Island are mm-hmm. uh, the people that direct it. Mm-hmm. And um, their brand of humor is kind of like wacky and kind of absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of. It, it's it's they form this whole cadre of um guest stars and like the basic premise is that it's valentine's day okay and they're holding a telethon <laughs> but they're not they're not trying to raise money uh-huh. what they're trying to do is um have like so many babies that can be <laughs> conceived <laughs> okay and so that's what like they're they're actually counting up is um how many babies are created and there's this I can't remember. Somehow Santa Claus is involved because they kind of tie it into Christmas too. And like, okay, there have to be enough babies or children for the next Christmas. But I don't know. (laughs) It's a pretty insane premise. But um, what's neat about it though is like Scott Ackerman and Akiva Schaefer, they're like really plugged in Mm -hmm. to the LA comedy scene. So they just have like a huge cast of characters. Brooke Shields is in it, Louie Anderson, Sarah Silverman, okay. Eric Andre Randall Park, Maya Rudolph is in it. Mm-hmm. And they're basically just boiled down into skits. Okay. So, like, Sarah Silverman is, uh, I can't remember who she's paired up with, but they do, like, a Sonny and Cher kind of
1: Oh, okay. Classic. Fake. Yeah, like, so- singing.
0: But, like, since it's Sarah Silverman, of course, it's, like, the lyrics just get more and more vulgar and <laughs> very, as they, as the song goes on. Um, Andy Samberg plays Kenny G. Okay. And in this universe, like Kenny G is sort of um, Michael Bolton's like arch nemesis, <laughs> because because
1: that makes the story better. right? Yeah. right. Well,
0: they they are both kind of like the easy listening sort of um, kind of crowd, and I, I can understand like they how they play it off against each other. But yeah, there's um, but there's like some legit good singing by Michael Bolton in it too. Oh, okay. Which I was surprised by. Okay. He, I'm, I'm this is probably a dumb question. Did did not Michael Bolton die recently? No, that was George Michael. That's what. Okay. Yeah, I was really confused. That (laughs) makes so much more sense. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I could. They're they're kind of from the same generation. Like they're these people that were really huge in the '80s, Mm -hmm. like legitimate pop stars. And I think now it's kind of like it's sort of like they're almost a joke in and of themselves. Like the idea of Michael Bolton is really funny. Like. Right, so like from my my
1: generation, it's like I never I didn't listen to Michael Bolton except from like the old classics that you'll mm-hmm. hear all the time. The most recent thing that I can think of Michael Bolton in is the Lonely Island song. Oh, it's the what is it? It's Lonely Island, uh, Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Sparrow. Okay. Uh, did you ever listen to that?
0: Is it no, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean
1: style. I highly recommend <laughs> looking it up okay. later. You will get a good laugh. And anybody that's listening to this, if you have not listened to uh, Lonely Island Captain Jack Sparrow, look it up. Look, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, so but his character in that is mm-hmm. like a joke character essentially he's yeah. playing michael bolton but he's... yeah
0: well i think it's neat it's it's kind of like the second leg of his career i guess but the fact that he doesn't take himself as seriously like i, I don't know it's neat and like he definitely because like the thing is is like i didn't really know before i got into it like how much he... he's in a lot of it oh yeah and so he like definitely carries this mm-hmm. special on his shoulders and i'm I was fairly impressed because, like, going with these huge names in comedy, like, he definitely holds his own. And um, Kenny G is also in it, too, but he plays, okay. like, a bit character. <laughs> he plays a janitor, which is kind of funny because he'll look up and sort of, like, grumble at the Andy Samberg playing Kenny G. But... That's what I was going to say is, like, is he is he angry at actual Kenny G? Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I guess it's, like, is another job. And, yeah, like, I know Kenny G and Michael Bolton have both made buku Bucks before, so I guess mm-hmm. it's, like... It's all right for them to do these kinds of gigs. Um,
1: Yeah, they can kind of do whatever they want at this point. They're
0: set for life. The first thing that, um, like comedy that mentioned Michael Bolton that I remember is uh, in the movie Office Space, there is a character whose name is Michael Bolton. Yes, yes. (laughs) And he talked about how that was like a completely normal name until he was like about 15 years old (laughs) and then everybody kind Of thought, uh, yeah, started associated him with that, <laughs> but it's um, it's a really fun show. They're, that's one thing that's kind of been interesting lately is uh, seeing like these comedy specials that are centered around different holidays, mm, yeah. So, two Christmases ago, Bill Murray did a ho- uh, Christmas special,
1: yeah. Not long, be- not long before that, Colbert did his Christmas yeah. special,
0: and then um, this past Christmas, Andy Richter had a really funny one mm-hmm. There was also a lot of the same people involved in this one, okay. So, I guess the whole like comedy special variety show, like holiday themed, is like starting to become a thing now. But yeah,
1: I think it tends to be more around Christmas just because so many like more people will celebrate that. Yeah. So they like, they think they can get to a bigger audience. Um, But yeah, no, the. The Valentine's Day one. Haven't heard uh, haven't heard of a Valentine's Day yeah. holiday special It's before. neat. You
0: should check it out. It's still on Netflix, and it will be for um, a f- some time, I think. And then I think Andy Richter's Christmas special, even though it's not as timely uh-huh. as the Valentine's Day one, is also uh, still up on Netflix. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool. Is it on to me? Yeah, go, go ahead, Troy. All
1: right. So um, I've been playing a game for the last, like, two weeks. Um... I didn't get to talk about it last week because we didn't want to overload you with games and we wanted to mix it up. So uh, the last two weeks I've been game, playing a game called Factorio, which is... Uh, which it's Well, it's talks about factories. Yeah, that's
0: kind of like the um, what I imagine is like a zany factory kind of setting.
1: Right. So this is a game for engineers, essentially, or okay. anybody that's math or science-inclinated. Uh, <laughs> uh, you play as a unspecified alien that has dropped onto this planet Uh, that is not his planet but he's all alone and he needs to send up a signal to the rest of his alien friends to come pick him up. So... Uh, what's what how are you gonna do that? Well, you're gonna p- build a rocket
0: and build a satellite. Oh, Okay. Yeah, that's that's you know, That's just what's a very do. ambitious young alien yeah, Exactly. I mean I guess some aliens would befriend an eight-year-old boy and other <laughs> aliens would construct a giant rocket instead
1: Yeah, so <laughs> uh, your whole the whole goal of the game is to make a rocket with put a satellite in it and send it off to space Um, You start off with almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you get a few different scraps of materials, but the whole game is Uh, So, you know, Minecraft Mm -hmm. where you would go and you would like if you need to make a pickaxe You would put it in your inventory and you make a pickaxe and now you have a pickaxe And you have
0: like all these different elements that you need to gather, and like you combine them to make new items, right? So factorio is that
1: um, on a Enormous scale so instead of you know You going and mining some iron for a couple minutes and now you have ten iron ore and you smelt that down to ten iron Whatever like ingots in this case. It's plates in factorio you go you mine maybe three pieces of iron, and then you build a mine so that you don't have to mine iron anymore.
0: Okay. So it'll just do it for you. That's cool. All
1: right. So now you're mining mining some iron. Well, now you need to smelt it. So you go ahead, put it all in a furnace, smelt it down, and then it's like ah, it's kind of annoying to run from this iron mine over to this furnace. Mm-hmm. I'll build a conveyor belt to I drag mean. the iron over to this <laughs> furnace, and then put it in the furnace all right, this isn't making as much iron as I want. I'll do that 10 times. Okay. So then the game just becomes this ridiculous premise of whatever you need to do, just do more of it to get more materials. Mm-hmm. So you're making like uh, 10,000 iron plates to make all this other stuff. And then you're moving on to, and it it expands rapidly. So okay. first you start with like iron and copper. And then once you've used that, now you're making uh, electronic circuits with it and use those circuits to make... Um, like inserters that'll yeah. take things from different uh, areas and move them to other ones. And then you'll eventually start moving on to oil processing. You can get robots that'll follow you around and give you stuff. Wow. You'll build trains <laughs> to get from one place to another. So
0: is this kind of like all contained in one giant base, sort of?
1: Yeah. So you start in, like again, on this planet, there's mm-hmm. all of these, all of these resources and you need to build up your base from there. Um, the one thing that I haven't mentioned so far is that you're on a planet that's not uninhabited. Yeah. So there's the alien population there, which are like kind of these grow these like little animals that like shoot things at mm-hmm. you or spit things. And then we'll also like the biters that'll come up and try and attack you and okay. all your equipment. So kind of
0: like the zombies in Minecraft. Yeah. Something okay. Yeah.
1: Something to be there. Um. The thing about them is, is like it's they're really easy to take care mm-hmm. of, and you just need to build basic defenses to okay. um, take care so of you it. See,
0: like—is it kind of like tower defense a little bit? Or uh, how does They it...
1: don't come that often. It's okay. more like a—it's a game unintuit, like, all into itself that's mm-hmm. just building and building and building. It's if you want to spend an afternoon, like sitting down and really thinking about how can I build this iron mine and processing plant in the most efficient way possible? <laughs> Which to many people would just yeah. like, sounds like horrible, boring, not interesting at all, mm-hmm. but I love it.
0: So... Um, what does it actually look like? Like when you, does it like you see down onto it? Like Yeah, how does it... so
1: it's, uh, yeah, it's a top-down, top-down okay. game.
0: Um, so it's kind of
1: pixelated. Okay. Uh, not sneak. a whole lot of details. Like if you sk- if you zoom in all the way, you mm-hmm. can see like your guy uh, it's not, it's not super clean, but it's, it runs very efficiently, the game itself. So like, you can play it
0: on, um, you know, like a lower end computer mm-hmm. and it would run fine. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of like the sim theme park kind of, does it have that kind of look where it's like looking down, like, Bird's Eye View?
1: Um, yes, except in Sims theme park, you would just kind of like do stuff yeah. here and here and mm-hmm. here. In this, you're controlling a guy that's running around oh, and doing okay. all
0: this. So you're actively inside of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's neat. like
1: if you want to go... If you want to go replace the or work on your copper mine that's across the map, you got to Mm -hmm. run all the way over there and take care of it. So there
0: are kind of like um, unexpected things like that break down or like things that make the game harder as you're going through it? Normally, the things that make the game harder and
1: the uh, issues that you have is it's like, all right, I want to build. I want to start building this new factory that's going Mm -hmm. to be building all these circuits. Well, I've done that. Okay, well, now I'm not producing enough iron. Okay, okay. I'll go back up and I'll, pr- I'll <laughs> build some more iron mines. N- now I'm not, now I don't have enough copper to keep up. Okay, no. I'll do that. All right, now I want to build something else. And it's kind of keeping up with okay. and making sure that you've balanced everything so that it's making, you're making enough materials to supply everything else that you're going to be making.
0: That's right.
1: It's it's a very, again, it's a very like mathematically oriented yeah. game. If you're an engineer, you should play it. Um, You would probably like it. And it's, really easy to get into in the early levels. Once you get into like mining oil and uh, taking care of all that, uh, taking care of everything else, it gets a lot crazier. But there's also um, the 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 other fun premise of this is if you actually think about what happened, uh, you're this guy that landed on this planet mm-hmm. and started building all these mines and these smelting places, um, creating a ton of pollution mm-hmm. and then the aliens come attack you so you kill them all off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're essentially like this horrible outer space being yeah. that's destroying this you're planet's like an, ecosystem
0: yeah <laughs> you're like an invasive species basically yep exactly there's a um, the base building games are i think a, a lot of fun and it's neat like kind of like trying to figure out the different strategies based on like what your particular um goals are and mm-hmm. There's one that I played a few years ago. Um, I think you can still get it on goodoldgames.com, gog.com. It's called Evil Genius. Okay. But um, in Evil Genius, it's the setting is kind of like you basically play a Bond villain from like the 60s. <laughs> okay. Or like a Dr. Evil kind of character. Mm-hmm. And you uh, slowly build up your base more and more mm-hmm. and you recruit like henchmen um to kind of like go out and patrol you have like scientists that create your evil um weapons and then you also have to like create defenses for the the spies uh-huh. that are going to like try to come in and after you <laughs> and basically you're balancing the world <laughs> basically yeah and so what you're doing is you're balancing like you're trying to pull off greater and greater heists or um like kind of like yeah like villainous schemes but then as that happens you have more and more heat come down on you. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like balancing. Um, the, but it's neat, like, the way, because you're, you're, like, creating these floor plans, mm-hmm. and you're, like, designing the base to basically create, like, to to perform the goal that you want it to. Uh, but I guess in this game what's different is, like, you don't have a particular, like, one single person mm-hmm. that's, like, your person going through everything.
1: Yeah, in this game you're, yeah, in Factorio you're, one guy trying to do all this stuff. And people have gone to, this game's been out for maybe a couple of years. People have gone to crazy extremes for this. Like the, you'll see people that, I talk about, you know, building one rocket takes Mm. probably 25 hours to get to that the first time. There are people that have built factories that ra- launch one rocket like a minute.
0: Wow. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool that a strategy game can have like so much meat in it. and hmm That's just really neat. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's a great game. I'd recommend uh, it.
0: Very cool. And you can
1: find it on Steam. It's like $15. It's okay. not very expensive and it's been around for a while. It's still getting updates.
0: So. That's neat. That's neat. Well, um... We are going to start uh, wrapping up this episode. Um, mm-hmm. Did want to thank uh for our royalty-free intro and outro music. Thanks, Dano. Yeah, you can check them out. Um, if you guys would have anything that you would need to get some royalty-free music on your project. Um, if you'd like to support our podcast, uh, you can find American Fantastic on Patreon. Uh, help keep your warm earbuds warm and cozy with our love and gratitude. And like the sign says, anything helps. Uh, if you'd like to check out more audio content, you can do that on AmericanFantastic.com. All of our old Hip Squared episodes are on there. Um, and all of the American Fantastic Radio Hour episodes that were recorded at Art FM are on there as well. Um, and so you can certainly check those out. Um, did want to thank MapleX Monk for doing um, a lot of the... Audio editing. Thanks, Maple. And engineering for our episode. We've got a nice little um, setup here on our makeshift home studio. It was cool watching um, Maple do it. He just kind of like set out this kit and assembled it. So now we have like little microphones and a little mixer on our table. I don't know if I call them little, but yes. Yeah, they're not too <laughs> little. Um, but if you guys want to check out what um, Maple's got going on, you can do that at maplexmonk.com. And you can also find the creative community. On Facebook. Uh, Maple's just a really good patron of the arts and um, involved in the art scene in Louisville and does a lot of creative things himself so he's definitely um, worth checking that out and we thank him very much for all his help. Um, All right and um, I do have a reading coming up on Thursday uh, February 22nd here in Louisville that's gonna be at the Bardstown with River City Review if you guys want to check out some local readings that's uh, that's gonna be a fun night. Starts around 7 o'clock I believe. Uh, Troy. Anything else that you would like to say?
1: Uh, not really. Gonna go play some magic today.
0: All right. Well, good luck, Troy, and uh, thanks everybody for listening to Hip Squared, and we will catch you next time. Toodles. Toodles.